how fast do we make decisions and when do we change our minds? Jamie, that is the uh, profound question, meaty question that I am looking forward to uh, digging into with you on uh, episode three of our Happy Heuristics podcast. Uh, I should not forget the, uh, the, the subtitle here, uh, <laughs> Shock Resistant Leader Routines and Rules of Thumb for a Complex World. Yeah, it's a great topic. And, and if for those who have listened to episodes one and two, you've heard us kind of understand what, what heuristics are and why we use them. Uh, the world is complex, uncertain, uh, and, and we have to move faster. We have to be able to operate in that environment. And so the use of heuristics allow us to be right most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. No certainty, it's not an algorithm, it's not a, a, something that works for every decision, but be right most of the time, but be able to operate with less brain power than it takes to try to make every decision like it was a PhD thesis. Right, so, right. So, so that's what we're trying to do. And we're sharing these heuristics from our own experiences, from those we've learned, or from people we coach, from things we've learned, um, and then we hope people can use them to, to make themselves smarter, more effective, more efficient. Um, so this theme uh, this week is, or this episode is rethinking when decisions are made. So when do we have to make a decision? Uh, so my heuristic is delay decisions to the last possible moment. So that's, that's, that's one that, that I've learned. We'll talk about that in a bit. We're gonna start with yours. Yeah. Uh, so what's your heuristic on this? Theme? Yeah, so my heuristic this episode, Jamie, is reserve the right to get smarter. And uh, I'm just gonna be honest, you know, full disclosure. Technically speaking, it's not a heuristic because it's not like people come to decision points where they go, is this the place where I reserve the right to get dumber or the right to get smarter? Sure, right? sure. It, it does sound good though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is a mantra. It is a mantra. And if you invoke it as a mantra, it will come to operate as a, as a heuristic for you. And, and I'll explain what I mean by that. I think I mentioned um, in, uh, in episode one, uh, someone I'm a fan of, Annie Duke, uh, uh, you know, an author, great author, but also a uh, former uh, poker champion. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of her, you know, part of her shtick, which I think is really uh, appealing and, and resonates is she says, you know, a lot of times when you talk to people in business, they talk like it's about chess. And, and in fact, when people think they're getting sophisticated about business strategy they go we're moving from checkers to chess and she said uh, <laughs> sounds good <laughs> yeah sounds good very sophisticated and she said uh you know and, and the thing about chess is that all the pieces are always visible on the board yes and uh the, that metaphor is limited to business though because the reality is is that we don't have that kind of visibility to actually what's happening and she says in fact in business, most of the time, we're not playing chess. She says, you're playing my game. And her game is Texas Hold'em. And in Texas Hold'em, you have to start making decisions before all the cards are on the table. Right. So, you know, part of her deal, one of the, one of the, the titles of one of her books is Thinking in Bets. She says a bet is just, a, you know, a, a, a decision uh, a, a decision that you make in, uh, in an uncertain world, right? So, uh, so what does that have to do with reserving the right to get smarter and, and thinking in bets? 
or sorry, thinking bets and and uh, and uh, you know this whole heuristic, right? It's it's the idea is that because we operate uncertainty, because all the cards are not on the table, it can invite uh, analysis paralysis. Uh, if we we can get overloaded with the fear and the uncertainty and trying to figure out what's happening on what we would like to believe is a chessboard and really isn't. And, uh, and, and so, you know, we want to study things to death. And so the idea of reserving the right to get smarter is actually the, it, the you know, uh, it, the core and unstated heuristic is just make a damn decision. Make a damn decision based on the best information available now. Do not get your ego stuck to it. And when new information becomes available, reserve the right to get smarter. You know, in, in, uh, uh, in politics, it's a, uh, you know, it, it's considered a criticism to call someone a flip-flopper. And, and I get that because that's when people change their opinions mm -hmm. based on conveniences, you know, political, right. you know, uh, a cynical political calculations, sure. right? But that's a very different thing. That's a very different thing than um, uh, than reserving the right to get smarter when new information becomes available. I mean, you know, we have we you know there is a political culture that all, has almost fetishized at times the the idea of staying the course, right? Which actually makes us subject to some cost fallacy, right? Yes, you absolutely. know, like and 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 applying that to organizations like. You know, there is probably not a large organization on the on the planet that hasn't done like some uh, invested some ungodly amount of money in something like an ERP is what you know uh, the classic example of uh, sunk cost fallacy where uh, where they invest money and then they they uh, continue to invest they continue to stay the course even after everyone's sort of what they're pretending not to know is it doesn't actually make sense for us to do this anymore because nobody wants to be wrong, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, just going back to uh, Annie Duke and thinking in bets, it's like, no, we're not playing, we're not playing chess. Uh, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, the smartest poker players, when new cards are dealt, they're going to go, oh, well, had I known I was going to get, had, had I known that those cards were going to come up, I would have done something differently, but now there's new cards on the table. There's new information, uh, and it's not so. So we live in a probabilistic world, and so it's not about being right or wrong all the time. It's not about uh, you know. It's we we can't allow our egos, or the appearance of having been wrong, or the appearance of being wasteful, uh, to uh, allow us to continue to do stupid things. Mm -hmm. As as uh, new information becomes available, and and so part of the reason I like that mantra so much is that it gets people off the dime because yeah. that you know in this context of the speed of decision making, uh, it's it's that fear of being wrong, turning out to be wrong, quote unquote, that creates that analysis paralysis. If you go, hey, you know what? Let's make the best decision now reserve the right to get smarter later that actually uh, uh, and, and, and everybody gets that and absorbs that internalizes that, then it, that, that gives you the, 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 
makings of an agile organization. An organization has some ability to be agile and uh, and pivot in response to uh, you know the, the the complexities of the and uncertainties of the world as they play out. Yeah. So so I mean, even in the phrasing, there's a there's a premise that we don't know everything we need to know, right? Right. And that we'll, we never will. Yeah. So therefore, we will get smarter. So don't beat yourself up around being wrong. Yes. Um, because you will be, of course you will be wrong. Yeah. There, of course there's those moments. So, so we've got to put aside the, uh, you know, that, that part of it, the, the uh, don't, you know, don't be afraid of making a bad decision. Um, but what we can't put aside, and I think this is an important, uh, important point in especially Annie Duke's phrasing of it is it's, it's still not free, right? It's still a bet. Right. Right, right, right. Now it's not an all-in bet, which is really the point. You're not going all in yet, but you are. It does have a cost of making a decision. Right. Just not not a not a not a fatal one, but it has a cost. And then you will get smarter, and then you can make another decision, and then you can make another decision. So, I guess just you know, in terms of the the value and the operationalization of this particular rule. How do you think about those bets? You know, without without overextending the, the the poker analogy, how do you think about those those bets and how much cost is the learning worth? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's going to vary uh, from situation to situation. So I don't. So you know, I'm coming up empty and uh, having this uh, pithy answer that's a hard <laughs> and fast rule, right? Uh, uh, but I appreciate you throwing me the curveball there, Jamie. But but, but, you know, I guess I would say this, that, um, uh, that you know, I, I think it's not a license. I think it's not a license to, uh, you know, be sloppy in yeah. decision-making. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and not even, you know, we've talked before about rushing into judgments and being impulsive. I don't think it's a license to do that. Mm-hmm. I just think if, if, the question on the table is, should we study this a little more or should we actually uh, uh, make a decision? Um, You know, it comes back to something I think we talked about in episode one, what is it really at risk? And if the risk is, you know, if the risk is no, we need to study this more because, you know, we could blow up the planet, then, you know, study it some more and then you know don't don't reserve the right to get smart right yeah. pause when unsure which is you know what what the heuristic i put forth in episode one but if it's just about uh if it's just about oh well then you know somebody could feel embarrassed or you know it'll be considered a mistake but also a learning opportunity then uh again this you know i think so much of this is about the you know the uh you know, what psychologists would call the cognitive reappraisal, like changing the meaning of what things mean in organizations. You know, I think in some of the most agile organizations on the planet right now, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, the mantra is, you know, uh, fail fast uh, and, and fail often, but, but then the whole idea is learning from it, you know. Uh, Microsoft has had an amazing uh, set of, uh, you know, amazing performance over the last few years under Satya Nadella. And, and, and he said, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to change the culture. It's the leading indicator of our future performance. And, and, and how do you want to change the culture? He wanted to go from an organization of know-it-alls to an organization of learn-it-alls, right? Mm-hmm. 
the um, uh, in you know young people these days, there's these there's something very popular. Uh, uh, I'll I'll say for the benefit, just in case you know, like my mom is listening to this podcast. They're called F Up Nights. Uh, they 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 say the whole thing, but but you know, and, and and the whole idea is you can't possibly have learned something. You know, if you're a young, you know, if if you if you are uh, leading a a startup and you're in your 30s, then uh, surely you you can't be there unless you have made mistakes, had failures, and learned from them. And uh, so then you get to do this presentation at F up night, where in fact your failure becomes a badge of honor. And that's the cognitive reappraisal that's going on is saying, if you're not failing, you're not learning. Mm -hmm. And if you're not learning, you're probably gonna get left in the dust. And that's the whole, you know, and, and so, you know, different way of saying it, but reserving the right to get smarter is like the, you know, the mantra that is about not getting, not clinging your ego to a decision, but just being super pragmatic about it. Yeah, and I, and I think to compare that to the, the heuristic from episode one, which was pause when unsure, that's when the cost of a bad decision is high. Yeah. And you can either learn or consider more in the pause. Right. Whereas this, this is for a different circumstance where you're not going to learn more. Right. Without a decision. Right. 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 And, and so I, I used years ago, I used to run a, a simulation that came out of the systems thinking world. And it was a, a maze, an unmarked maze. That you, you had to learn as a team how to get through the maze, but you couldn't see which spots were good and which ones were bad. The only cost of stepping on a bad square is that you learned it was bad. You had to exit and your teammate had to go in, but you could learn nothing without stepping into the maze. Mm. nothing you could learn you just look at an empty maze and so so i i think that was that, that was really a good that that exercise that we used to use years ago was meant to teach this this sort of fundamental yeah. premise which is stop sitting in the conference room not making a decision when no more learning is going to occur right right make the decision that allows you to learn which is really what you're 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 after here so yeah excellent so i think at first blush uh, that might sound like it's inconsistent. Maybe beyond first blush, second blush, it might sound inconsistent with your heuristic. So yeah, and I, I think in the end, once you get into it, it's after a lot of the same things. Yeah, okay. and, and and the same conditions. So uh, so my heuristic is delay decisions to the last possible moment. Okay. <clears throat> it's not delay any decision, and it's not sit around analyzing things. Uh, it still requires what you're talking about, which is deliberate actions or decisions that enable learning, right? So, so this actually comes from product development, lean product development specifically. And the premise of if you try to spec out everything in the product you're developing at the very beginning, you've, you've shut off the opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. right? And so which, you know, some things you need to decide early on because you have to develop based on an architecture, et cetera. But other decisions, can I, can I delay? Can I pursue two different paths and then wait? Um, you know, do I need to decide on the paint color now? Well, if, if the printing's due, then yeah, I do need to decide on the paint color, the color scheme. But if, 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 if not, why, why decide too early? Mm -hmm. so, so that's really the, 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 the premise, but it, it really requires a couple of things. And, and, and one of them, the second part, I'll relate directly back to yours. Okay, okay. 
One is it is it re, it requires that you have to define when the last possible moment is. Right. Right. So you have to know when that is. Right. What's the forcing function? What's the forcing function? So if if you don't know when that is and you just delay, then you've missed your chance. Then the the opportunity floated by you. Then you've just wandered into the the eternity, never having made a decision. And that's that's not good. That's right, not right. that's not helpful. So you do have to know what the last possible moment is. In product development, it's often when are we when does the the curve of increase in spending and capital go up, right? Like at this point, we have to make decisions because we have to buy tooling or write code or whatever that might be. But up until that point, we haven't committed the capital. We haven't committed, so that's the last possible moment. So that's that's the one requirement. Is you have to know what the last possible moment is. You have to have a definition for that. Um, you know, uh, it, it's uh, you're driving along the highway and it's like, here's a here's a rest stop. Um, you're trying to make a decision. Do I eat? Do you need more gas? Do I need to stop at a hotel? If you miss this rest stop, the next one is in an hour. Right. Right. It's like, OK, well, at that point, I need I make it need to make a decision. Not not three miles from now, but now. Because right? mm -hmm. here's this rest stop and then there's an hour cost to uh, to not making that decision. So. So that's one important ingredient. The other important ingredient is that you actually have a plan for how more learning will occur. Okay. Right. Okay. It's not just time, time will make things more clear, right? It's like, no, no, no. You actually have to say, here's the experiments I'm going to run. Here's the tests I'm going to go do. Here's the, the, the people I'm going to go ask, right? And so again, in product development, we make this, we very much play into what is the learning plan, right? And this is where, it's, I think in many ways it can be very similar. It's, well, I'm going to place this bet, right? right, right I'm going to place this bet. It's a decision. I'm going to learn from it, and then I'm going to make the next decision. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think there are, uh, it's just different contexts of when you're making a decision that you will change later. That's sort of the context of, of yours, whereas my heuristic is, is I'm making decisions with the intent of learning because I do have a strategy I can use to, to learn more uh, without making sort of final decisions. But and again, the intent is the same. I'm going to test against reality the best way I know how, whether it's make a decision or it's go do an experiment. Yeah, the intent in both is, is uh, maximizing learning. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think the, the you know, Annie Duke's, poker metaphor we've probably uh you know tortured pretty good here but mm -hmm. i but i but I, I i think you know yours is saying you know you you don't uh uh you know you don't have to to uh you know you don't have to commit yourself to assault uh to how you're going to play the entire what do you say in poker round hand whatever yeah at, at the outset right you get to see, uh, you, you get to see, uh, as I'm, I'm demonstrating uh, how long it's been since I played poker, but, <laughs> but um, how, uh, you, you know, there's no reason to commit yourself before you, uh, when there are still learning available to you. Available to you. Yes. And, and, and then at some point you can't allow yourself to get paralyzed because you might turn out to be wrong. Yes. Uh, you actually just have to do something and give yourself the liberty, give yourself the freedom and the confidence to go, well, hell, I mean, uh, you know, I hope it, it will 
test probabilistic. If uh, it turns out the way I want, then great, we'll double down. And if it doesn't, reserve the right to get smarter. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think that's the that's the key point is is there learning available, right? Yeah. And and it, whether time or a strategy to go after that learning. And, and the other side of it then is you know that last possible moment, which is what's the cost of making the decision too early, mm-hmm. right? So so I'm 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 known in our house of asking my wife, you know, where what, what do we want to have for dinner on Saturday, you know, Saturday night, and she'll right. say it's Tuesday. I don't know what I'm in the mood for. Well, that's clearly learning, right? Yeah, that's learning yeah, yeah. that will occur on Saturday. Right, right. right. Now, if, if what we're really in the mood for requires the reservations that, that fill up by Thursday, then we will have missed that, that chance, right? Right. And, and so those are the trade-offs. That's the balance we're trying to strike. I think the importance of this decision, of this, this heuristic, is in particular where making it too early closes opportunities to you. Yes. Closes or creates waste. Yes. Right. And, and so uh, you've closed opportunity because you blocked off that learning opportunity. So you've perhaps made a less informed decision or you've generated waste. And, and a favorite, favorite little story of mine is years ago, many years ago, we were working with a, a university on their faculty payroll process. And it's an extremely boring process. But, but their problem was they had all these revisions that came in. They had to do three rounds of revisions to the monthly payroll. Because faculty is paid a little differently. Some are paid on nine months, some on 12. They get grants. How many courses are you teaching? It's not like a salary. And so there, there was too many rounds of, of, uh, of revisions. And so when we really examined it, what we found out is the reasons that there were so many revisions is that, that the information wasn't available yet. Yeah. So they'd start at the beginning of the month. They'd send out the spreadsheet. They get revisions back. They'd send it back out. They get more revisions back. And what we found is when we just sent it three days out before payroll, most, almost all the information was finally available. And you didn't need three revisions. The only reason we needed three revisions was because we, we sent out the draft too early. Right, right, right. And so that's where waste is created by trying to make a decision too early. And, and we feel compelled. Like I'm a, I'm a check the box kind. Like I love to move things, check a something off my to-do list, move it to the done pile on my Kanban board. Yeah, yeah. I love that moment, right? Yeah, it feels yeah. good. Hey, one last thing, right? We've, we've made a decision. But if making a decision creates waste or closes off the ability to make a smarter decision, that's when it's a bad practice. Yeah, you know what? And that's a theme that uh, I think a lot of people uh, in... Uh, seem to lab and the anti-fragile world the real world risk folks talk a lot about is you know what what are the most important things you can have in life what are your most important assets you can say time that certainly makes sense you know family relationships for sure but also uh and often overlooked is options optionality is like the name of the game really mm-hmm. preserving your options strategically preserving your options i think that's the the gist of what your heuristic is going for there yeah, and, and interesting, I know, I know we've, we've talked about in the last episode about a bit about strategy and von Clausewitz and uh, folks like that, but uh, there was a, uh, a strategy development philosophy called scenario planning, which was all about options development and how to manage your options strategically. And, and, and that, that, that really is what this one's all about. It's, it's about leaving your options open, um, but again, not 
by just delaying for the sake of delaying, but for the sake of learning, yeah. right? And I, I think that's an important contextual purpose behind both of our, our heuristics. Yeah, yeah. So, so now I, 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 I they're, they, they all make sense in my head. They, they are, they fit together in my head. Uh, and uh, I hope that's true. Hope that's true for our listeners as well. But, yes. Well, and, 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 you know, again, they have their own context. They have to uh, take these, use them as we offer them or take them and help them make them smarter about their own set of heuristics. Yeah, and I think the key thing to remember is, you know, the thing about heuristics, they're, they're just, they're, they're decision rules. A good heuristic is reliable most of the time. Uh, it's, it's, it's not perfect. And uh, the other thing is, the, you know, that they are, uh, 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 they have uh, ecological effectiveness. You know, it, mm -hmm. it's, you know, that what counts as a good heuristic is, is uh, going to be, uh, uh, from one decision-making ecology to the next is going to, you know, what counts as a different, uh, good heuristic is, is going to vary. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so hopefully through this, this series, we're, we're uh, you know, making people smarter about the practicality of using heuristics, right. not just the theory. So, so through this podcast, you know, please, please do follow us uh, so you don't miss an episode. Uh, um, also, it helps other people find us. Uh, rate us, review us, give us feedback, whether it's, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform um, or it's just, you know, send us an email, right? We love to hear from folks. Uh, tell us about things. All of those things are great. Um, you, can, you can find us at, at uh, jflinch.com slash happyheuristics or mgstrat.com slash happyheuristics. And we always like to end with a a bonus heuristic. So why don't you tell you? Yeah. Tell so uh, bonus heuristic to uh, take us out today is uh, never hit reply all unless you really, really, really have to. Good one to follow.